Here now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. This is a very special edition, special to my heart. It's going to be special to yours as well as you are watching me do a podcast while infected with COVID-19. That's right. Well, we're not 100% sure yet, but there is probably a 99% chance. We're waiting on test results. We know where it came from, and um, I'll explain a little bit more on that in the coming days. But the lesson that I've learned, if, um, if I am in fact positive for COVID-19 is the fact that masks do not work. They do not work. I mean, I already had that stance before this, but this is just another confirmation of that, just like the countless others. So, uh, y'all keep that in mind as you watch this podcast, because there's going to be times where I probably look like or sound like I'm drunk. Um, I do have a fever. My whole body hurts. My head is spinning. And, uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this podcast anyway. I promise the people that do it, we've got, you know, plenty of you guys supporting us. And, uh, you know, uh, y'all deserve a show, even though I'm I'm feeling like death, absolute death. Also, I don't know if we've officially got it set up, but we're trying to set up a, a, a Patreon account, which is a way from, I don't even know how patreon works 100 percent, but from what i understand is it is a um it's a platform where you can donate uh monthly or weekly or something like that to any particular show or podcast that you want to like if you just if you watch over the line and you're like i want to give this guy you know five ten dollars a month you can set up a reoccurring charge that would then come to us and we would take that money and put it back into this podcast. I, I was always against those things. But now as we move along and I realize how hard it is to balance life with a podcast that's not really bringing in any money. It's uh, becoming more and more clear that uh, we're, we're going to have to go that route. And that don't want you guys to think that you have to do that. I don't expect anybody to to do it whatsoever. But if you decide you want to do it, we're going to have that set up for you. And uh, you'll be able to uh, contribute to the program that way. Also, Vapor Forge out on 280. Don't forget about those guys. That's my home is over by Bailey Brothers. Uh, check them out. Tons of people. They they hit me up and they're like, hey, tons of these over the line listeners are coming by and uh, mentioning you. And that's what I really appreciate. If you're watching this and you've been by Vapor Forge and you actually made it a point to say. I heard it on Over the Line. That means a lot to me uh, that you remember to do that because that, that helps out me more than anything. So we know whoever's listening to the show is, um, in fact, going over there and, and we can kind of get a head count on, on who's coming from here. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205 874 one zero there's gonna be a lot of hacking and stuff on my end by the way so y'all just bear with me 
it's <laughs> well and uh, can i give you a little backstory uh, we were never 100 percent sure that our household had it back in january we felt there was probably a 99 percent chance we had it okay i was dealing with the general public on a daily basis for the past year and it seems impossible for me to have not have contracted COVID-19 unless unless this is one of the new UK variants or something who knows who knows what it is but nonetheless we thought we had it back about this time last year and we're like I will be good and now here we are again I don't have anything too crazy going on. I've got my temperatures over a hundred, and <clears throat> I feel like absolute doo doo. But we're gonna make it work. Uh, let me throw this stuff out for you real quick. Two topics I want to touch on today: the Proud Boys and Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman from Georgia. Um, first off, the Proud Boys have been labeled as a domestic terrorist group in Canada. Canada apparently had some rollout about who they consider terrorists and the Proud Boys was in that group. Listen to them uh, go through the list of who is now, who, who Canada now considers terrorists. Today, we have placed 13 new groups on that list, including four ideologically motivated violent extremist groups. Those four groups include the Adam Waffen Division, the Base, the Proud Boys, and the Russian Imperial Movement. We also recognize that other forms of violent extremism remain a serious concern, such as those motivated by religion or political. Five Daesh affiliates have also been added now to this list, which include the Islamic State of West Africa province, Islamic State in the Greater Sahara, Islamic State in Libya, Islamic State East Asia, and the Islamic State Bangladesh. In addition, three Al-Qaeda affiliates are also being added, including the Jamaat Nusra al-Islam wal-Muslim, the Front of Liberation to Messina, and, and Sardine. And finally, we are also adding one international terrorist group, the Hezbollah Mujahideen. This update hopefully sends a strong message that Canada will not to to tolerate ideological, religious, or politically motivated acts of violence. They are all hateful, intolerant, and as we have seen, they can be dangerous. We also know that they seek to recruit people with military experience to leverage their training. Countering this group has become an important priority for the government of Canada. In Canada, our public safety and national security officials use a full suite of measures to protect our country and to keep Canadians safe from any threat, including the threat posed by terrorism, and ideologically motivated yada 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 I, i'm sure that uh, that guy is a bundle of fun to hang out with uh <laughs> do you imagine sitting down and having a beer with that guy so the proud boys the moral of the story is the proud boys have been labeled a, a terrorist group and lumped in with al-qaeda uh daesh as they call it isis and other extremist groups uh terrorist groups now, we know Al-Qaeda and ISIS, they, they conduct their business in a very barbaric manner. I mean, we watch them chop the heads off people, throw people off buildings, drag them behind trucks. 
We see those things. But for some reason, Canada feels like the Proud Boys should be looped into that group. And here's where I stand on the Proud Boys. I still don't know a whole lot about them. But every time the topic comes up that the Proud Boys are a white supremacist group that are hell-bent on overthrowing the government and they are domestic terrorists, I ask for examples. And I say, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong that they're terrorists, but I just need to know what's the terrorist things they're doing. And nobody seems to ever give me an answer. And that's what confuses me about this whole thing. We know that the left, whether that's here in America or even in Canada, are big on scapegoating. If you watched yesterday's episode, I had a whole spiel on that, where the left has to create a boogeyman, and they have to be the ones to save you from said boogeyman. And it comes off to me as the Proud Boys are just another boogeyman. Now... I have seen the Proud Boys do things that I I don't think helps their image in any way. For instance, um, the only violent acts that I've seen them, and I watched a few videos, the only violent acts I've seen them getting engaged with is, you know, getting out there and picking a fight with Antifa. Which isn't hard, if Antifa's taking over city blocks and the Proud Boys show up and tell them, hey, you're going to have to get out of here, well, the fight's going to ensue. So whatever. I mean, what, so Antifa and, and the Proud Boys are fighting. But what, is the, what are the Proud Boys doing that is creating this narrative that they're domestic terrorists? That's all I want to know. And maybe some of y'all can answer that for me. I, I just... I don't know. I hear it over and over and over again. And I just want to know. Remember, even at the debates, Chris Wallace is like, do you, he told this to Trump, he's like, do you denounce the Proud Boys? And Trump's like, yeah, denounce the Proud Boys. Stand down. And and Trump's kind of like me. He's like, I don't really know much about the Proud Boys, but whatever they're doing, just tell them to stand down, whatever. It's ridiculous. But I just want to know what the deal is. Just tell me how the Proud Boys are a domestic terrorist group. Here's an article from MSN. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Politico. Canada declares Proud Boys a terrorist entity. Sounds scary. The announcement Wednesday by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government put the far-right group in the same category as the Islamic State, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, and the Taliban. Public Safety Minister Bill Blair added the Proud Boys, which his department labeled a neo-fascist organization that engages in political violence, and 12 other groups to the terrorist list. You noticed on those lists are not... Antifa, or those factions of BLM that, you know, burn entire city blocks, but whatever. They may be on the list already. I highly doubt it, though. No matter the ideological... uh, Ideological... I got COVID, y'all. Work with me. Um, No matter the motivation of violent extremist groups, 
They are all hateful, intolerant, and as we have seen, they can be dangerous. The threat of this motivated extremism has been identified as the most significant threat to domestic security in Canada. The most significant threat, the, the Proud Boys, is the most, most significant threat to Canada. That's fine. Again, I, I'm not saying that that's not true. But what has the Proud Boys, what have they done to Canada? I mean, did they burn down cities? Were they flipping cop cars? Were they spray painting ACAB all over walls, you know, street corners? What were they doing? Now, there is this thing where they claim the Proud Boys were heavily involved in the insurrection on the Capitol, which we went through that yesterday as well. Uh, there was no insurrection. There was a few people that got in and walked around. Um, and I don't know the Proud Boys' role in that. If they weren't involved in that, then they should be punished just like anybody else would be for storming in the Capitol and stealing stuff or whatever. But I'm just not seeing it, man. And I'm not here to stick up for the Proud Boys. Again, I have no interest in the Proud Boys. But every time the topic comes up, I look and there's like a Hispanic guy leading the Proud Boys. Uh, there's there's uh, uh, black people that, that are, are, are doing interviews and saying the Proud Boys saved us from Antifa when they were about to kill us. Stuff like that. There's this one lady that Trish watches... Her name is Bevelyn Betty, okay? And she did a video the night of the first debate between Trump and Biden. And she is a Trump supporter, but she got extremely upset over the fact that the Trump that Trump denounced the the Proud Boys when he was asked about it. He was trying to play patty cake and do what he thought was right because he didn't know enough about the Proud Boys and he's like, "Stand down, whatever." She was not happy about that because apparently she and her friends had been in a situation where they were about to be attacked by Antifa or BLM or something. And the Proud Boys swooped in and literally saved their lives. Listen to this. Now, because this is what the people want to hear. They want to know your true opinions on the BLM situation, the Antifa. And yes. how, how are you telling the Proud Boys to stand down because they're trying to tell you to stand down? The Proud Boys are the guys who protected yeah. me. You cannot be letting little Wee Wee Chris and Sleepy Joe from Trump you and punk you. Who, who is running your campaign? They Who is do. telling they you to? This is not the time to be nice. This is not the time. It's this is the debate time. It's time to go eat. You're supposed to be going like a lion in, in, in it, ready to go. What's going on? So she goes through her whole uh, opinion on the debates from that night. But the the point is, I remember that from you know months ago when Trish was watching this again. She watches this lady on YouTube. And I heard her say that about the Proud Boys, that they were the ones that saved her. And I'm like, is that the same Proud Boys that we're supposed to believe is a white supremacist group? Uh, that's some sort of neo-Nazi group? Maybe. Maybe they got a little te too much testosterone running through their veins. Maybe. But that doesn't make them white supremacists. 
That doesn't make them neo-Nazis. There's just something funny about the whole thing. And I don't get it. And if these guys truly are innocent, I hate that they've fallen victim to a political game. But if they are, in fact, bad people, go ahead and label them. I don't care. I have no interest, no no stock in the Proud Boys. But I have had stock in cancel culture, and I've watched it ruin people over and over and over and over, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching people get canceled because they have a different view than those on the left. And that's what happens. Cancel culture is one of the most dangerous things that this country faces right now. And it's created to eliminate the opposition on the other side, opposite of the Democrats, in order to create an echo chamber where all you hear is the Democrat point of view, the Democrat opinions. That's why social media does what they do. They don't want you to hear the other side. Why? Like so many others can tell you, you might just wake up. If you happen to see what the other side is saying and you get out of your echo chamber, you might just wake up. That's why the left wants to cancel you. That's why the left wants to cancel conservative voices. That's all outside of the Proud Boys, but that's my motivation in questioning it. Because I'm sick of people getting canceled for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Look what they did to poor Mike Lindell. They're trying to ruin his business. This dude's got an amazing, amazing comeback story. That should be celebrated by everyone. But instead, because he supported President Trump, he's being canceled. He's being removed from social media. People are attacking his business, giving him bad reviews. Thank God he's already got a name for himself. But they're trying to ruin his business. It's up to people like us to make sure people like that don't get ruined over cancel culture. Buy some my pillows or something. <laughs> I've got I use my pillows every night. I love them. They don't advertise on this show, but they should. They really should. Because I love my my pillow. Um, so that's on the front of the Proud Boys. But then I want to move over to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is the congresswoman from Georgia who is apparently. Um, she's being painted as a QAnon nut. She's being painted as a 9-11 truther, 9-11 denier, a Sandy Hook denier. Apparently there were some past comments that have come up where she was questioning that, saying that, uh, you know, lasers from the sky are starting the wildfires in California. Some of this, some of this is just common sense, and some of it is too far. And it's like, you know, what's causing wildfires in California is lack of land management because you're worried about saving the spotted, you know, three-legged toad that's out in in a national forest, so you can't clear the brush or chop down trees. But she is being attacked by the left, and they are trying to remove her. They want to completely throw her out of Congress. Which should scare the crap out of you that you 
If you live in this district in Georgia and you elected Marjorie Taylor Greene, you should be terrified at the thought that the rest of Congress is trying to throw her out for no reason other than her views on some stuff. Whether you agree with her views or not is irrelevant. She has the right to say what she believes. She still has free speech. And she was elected by those people in Georgia. But they want to get rid of her. They're trying to strip her of her of her committee appointments. But it's such a double standard because not only do you have on the left people like Ilhan Omar, who was, you know, some people did something on 9-11 and literally talks about how Jews are evil and Israel is evil. You've got people that have slept with Chinese spies that are still on intel committees. So why would the left expect us to listen to their cries for Marjorie Taylor Greene because of her past comments to remove her if y'all are continuing to allow people like Dianne Feinstein, who had a Chinese spy limo driver for decades... Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping with a Chinese spy, and then Ilhan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, the rest of the the squad, who are anti-Semites. You take those people off those committees, and then we'll we'll take Marjorie Taylor Greene off those committees. But I'm sick and tired of the double standard, and I'm sick and tired of being told that I have to play by a certain set of rules, but the left doesn't. That's the moral here. You tell the left to take their appointment and shove it because until they start cleaning up their own side of the street, they can't get over here and try to clean ours. Doesn't matter. I mean, that's outside of the realm that she's got every right to say what she wants to say. But while you've got those people on a committee, don't come talk to me. Leader, um... Kevin McCarthy put out a statement on Marjorie Taylor Greene as he's being harassed to remove her from Congress and remove her from her appointments. He said, past comments from and endorsed by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on school shootings, political violence, and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories do not represent the values or beliefs of the House Republican Conference. I condemn those comments unequivocally. I condemned them in the past, and I condemn them today. The House condemned QAnon last Congress and continues to do so today. This whole condemning QAnon, too. You're, you're condemning QAnon because the left says you have to. Why can't you just say, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with QAnon, so why do I have to denounce them? I made this clear to Marjorie when we met. I also made it clear that as a member of Congress, we have a responsibility to hold ourselves to a higher standard than how she presented herself as a private citizen. Her past comments now have much greater meaning. Marjorie recognized recognized this in our conversation. I hold her to her word as well as her actions going forward. I understand that Marjorie's comments have caused deep wounds and many, too many. And as a result, I offered Marjorie, Leader 
Majority Leader Hoyer a path to lower the temperature and address these concerns. Instead of coming together to do that, the Democrats are choosing to raise the temperature by taking the unprecedented step to further their partisan power grab regarding the committee assignments of the other party. While Democrats pursue a resolution on Congresswoman Green, they continue to do nothing about Democrats serving on the Foreign Affairs Committee who have spread anti-Semitic tropes. Democrats on the House Intelligence and Homeland Security Committee compromised by Chinese spies or the chairwoman of the House Financial Services Committee who advocated for violence against public servants. That's another good point that I didn't think of. Maxine Waters telling you to get out and harass Republicans. In the end, this resolution continues to distract Congress, especially given the limited time that Speaker Pelosi and the Democrat leadership want the House to debate and work on what it needs to focus on, getting Americans back to work, getting kids back to school, and providing vaccines to all Americans who need it. That's what they're working on. That's what Democrats are working on. They, they, they do not care about the people, the business of the people. They're still playing politics. They've got complete power. They've got the, they, they've got the House, they've got the Senate, and they've got the White House, and they're still over here playing politics. What they're trying to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene is they're trying to tag her with being the representation of the GOP. And this is something they do. That we're doing that with Trump. And they're like, this is Trump's GOP. Now, now they're like, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the GOP. They take their boogeyman and they try to slap it on the entire party in order to damage said party. They're so predictable. They're absolutely predictable. I can predict these people like the back of my hand. It's it's frustrating at times, but um, just know as you're not getting your COVID check or your stimulus check or any of that, just know that there is a more important issue at hand, and that is making sure Marjorie Taylor Greene is not on a select committee. We got to make sure she's not put on a committee because she's crazy. In a town that houses the most corrupt people on the planet, I will always find it humorous that they're telling me somebody is a bad person. That this person is detrimental to America, detrimental to society. That will always be one of the funniest lines to me. Because it's always coming out the mouth of someone who is guilty of the exact same thing. Every single time. Alright, I'm out of here. This is your COVID edition. We survived. Make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe. That helps us get the word out. Also, all the social media stuff, make sure you hook that up as well. We will appreciate it. And, assuming we don't take a drastic turn for the worse i will bring you a show tomorrow 
and uh, just do whatever I got to do to tough it out. So until next time, see you close.